Welcome back to another edition of Declare Your Independence with James Corbett. <laughs> I'm Ernest Hancock. And uh, you know, we like to touch in every week whenever we can to make sure that we, um, what is this all about? You know, we're, there's a lot of effort that's going on around the world and there are signs. And if you know what to look for, if you're actually looking, you can see that there's seeds, seeds being planted for what? What kind of seeds? In the Bible, they talked about mustard seeds because it was the smallest seed. You know, from a, a small seed, you, you get something. And casting seeds on, on stone, if you get a little bit wet, you know, it might germinate real quick, but it, it doesn't last very long. What's the fertile ground? A lot of times, it's cow manure. You need to get out on the Lone Prairie where we're at here. I'll show you in a little bit when the sun starts to go down a little bit. This is land that Don and I are negotiating for right now. And uh, we have, uh, there's 20 acres. We may get like 10 for ourselves. And it makes us think of what this is all about. It's to do be out in the middle of the nothing and left alone. That's, uh, this is what it comes down to. Friends, ha home and hearth. I mean, you know, it's friends and family. And sometimes we forget that. And I, I'm really appreciative of James Corbett reminding us oftentimes what we're up against, why we fight them, and how we're progressing. The most recent articles and uh, videos by James has been for solutions. You know, a lot of people are talking to what we're up against and signs of people resisting. James, you know, inspire us. You know, there's people that uh, around the world are starting to rise up. It's not always... America, you know, I'm glad to see you document them. Share some of them with us. All right, you you touched on a couple of really important philosophical points there. So let's underline that for the audience. One of which is that yeah, it's it's good to know what you are fighting against, so that you can be better you can better understand how to fight against it. <laughs> but the most important part of all of it is what are you fighting for? If you're not fighting for something, what's the, what's the point? Why are you even fighting? What's, what's going on? So without that sort of basic root, what are, you, what are you actually doing? And that's why I think I'm attempting to shift the focus away from the endless fascination with what are they doing to us towards what can we actually do so that we can actually build the world we want to see rather than just look in horror at the world that's being thrust upon us. So that's kind of the shift that I'm attempting to, to make right now. And uh, it, it, like you say, from, from little acorns do mighty oak trees grow. Uh, how do they grow? Well, of course, uh, you've got to water them, you've got to tend them, you've got to take care of them. Uh, that's the solutions aspect of it. What can we do to do this? But then why are you doing that? Because you want the oak tree. So what's the oak tree? It's the home, the hearth to have your little square of land and to be able to do what you want there and live live your own way. That's what ultimately this is about. So we have to keep that in, in mind so that we're not just endlessly reacting to what is going on and what they are doing to us, because then that just makes us spectators in the world. Um, so that that's why I'm trying to do this. And uh, I forgot what your actual question was, so you'll have to remind me. <laughs> no, I, you know, you're, you're spending time on it. You know, the main thing is that are the things that we want to see in the world, the changes, the people that are resisting or standing up or being an example to other people, did they just all of a sudden happen because we wanted them to, or did we find them because we were looking? And, you know, and I, I, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's more and I, and it's an inspiration to people. And a lot of yep. times 
just doing it yourself not only inspires others, but inspires yourself. You know, so it, you, yep. it's all about focus. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, 1000%. You always talk about that. The quantum reality, I'm going to make this happen by concentrating on. It's really true. I don't think it's metaphysical or spiritual. Maybe it is, whatever. But at any rate, it really is true. It exists. And when you start looking for it, lo and behold, you find it, which is exactly why. I mean, this this is exactly what I wanted to do when I stopped doing Propaganda Watch and start doing Solutions Watch, because I realized when you're doing Propaganda Watch, all you're doing is feeding into that beast and you're, you're endlessly focusing on the propaganda. When you start looking for solutions, lo and behold, wow, there are all these people doing these creative and interesting things all around the world. Why wasn't I seeing it before? Because it didn't exist? No, because I wasn't looking for it or I wasn't highlighting it. I, I've seen these types of stories all, all along. It's just that I wasn't focusing on them. Now that I'm focusing on them, people are like, wow, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. That's that's it. And that's why focused attention is so important. What do you spend your time doing? Is it just worrying about what is being done to you or thinking about what you can do in the world? And if it's it, the latter, you're probably going to have more of an effect. It needed to be documented. And but I mean, after 15 years of documenting it, and you almost as long, you know, um, I I'm just I'm done documenting it. If we don't get it by now, we haven't been paying attention, <laughs> you know. But you have to go through the process. And I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the people who are out there who still are just waking up or just new to this. I get it. It's a process, but. Luckily, there's decades and decades of people who have done this work and have done it in so many different ways. It's time to get up to speed quick because things are moving too quickly right now. And uh, I'm moving on, so I can't (laughs) pretend to be that person leading the beginner along all all the time. Um, There's a a lot of people in our Telegram channel. They've been, um, and I've enjoyed Telegram. It works fast. It's well, it it does uh, media quickly. And it's kind of, I've been enjoying that. And I don't do any of the other social media because they just suck, you know, and for a lot of reasons. But so, of course, it's coming under attack. You know, we got to go get that. And uh, people have been talking in the, uh, on the channel about, you know, well, what about this or that and so on? My first question is, are they centralized? You know, is there a server? Yeah. Can they yeah. stop it? Because I never, yeah. I'm not planning on Telegram being my end all be all. I mean, I, I don't care, you know. It's uh, and Freedom's Phoenix. Here's a question. I have a question about that. I haven't signed up for it, um, but I understand you have to give them your phone number to sign up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the thing. They go, oh, we're on Telegram. And what happens is anytime anybody that's in my contact list signs up for Telegram, I get a notice. They signed up for Telegram. Every single one of them, I go, I see you. What? I go, what you thought you were private? You know, I thought I'm doing you a solid, man, letting you know that you know they got you by the phone. Yeah, signals the same way. They go, oh, but it's in- exactly. And my argument is this: my my about eighty five point seven percent of the information I don't want the man to know is who I'm talking to. I don't give a crap. It's a liberty guy talking to a liberty guy about liberty. I mean, what do you think we were talking about? But you know, I'm just going. You know, people need to understand. So that's why I'm, you know, one, is it centralized? Can they take all your stuff away later anyway? Then that that's going to happen when it's time. And then um, uh, do they know your pirate network? And that's why I keep saying we need hailing fre- frequencies invisible to the crown. And we just, I just got news today or yesterday and today that uh, coders out of Moscow that we've been talking to, they're inspired by um, uh, piratewithoutborders.com, our second and third letter of Captain Mark, 
and the fourth letter reprisal, which is scuttlebutt, about a reputation thing. So with those three, you kind of see the digital future that I'm hoping to manifest, you know, in my quantum reality, I'm taking steps towards. And uh, it's starting to come around. And it's not that, you know, it's going to be the best thing or not. It's, it's not even the point. It's what our goals are. This is my goal. This was always my goal. I wanted to have leave me aloneism, and I wanted to be able to build something that was high quality, that was inexpensive, that was safe, that was I didn't have to do a lot of maintenance on. I got plenty of concrete rocks and rebar. I mean, you know, or geodesics and stuff. So it is. Um, it's starting to come to pass that it's. I can't wait anymore. Now, you know, it's not like I don't think I got more years or anything. It's just like, man, you need to get away. I, I don't want to get sucked into their matrix. And it's like, you know, this shot thing and there it's, it's getting bad. So if I manifest it, if I start doing it, if we start planning for it, then, and I got a real estate wife, so that doesn't hurt, you know, and I go, if we start actually doing it, um, it'll come to pass and be inspiration for others. You taking the focus away from the problems and start focusing on the solutions is not only inspiring to others and me and how much does it, that change of mindset affect you? Uh, it affects me uh, in, in exactly as I described. It's when you start looking for it, suddenly you, you start to appreciate how much is already happening. And, and exactly when I started Propaganda Watch, I've noted this before, I, when I first started it, I'm like, maybe I should make this a weekly series, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll have enough material to do something every week on it. And then <laughs> once you start doing it, oh, I could do this for the rest of my life and start thinking, well, what do I want? my life examine propaganda no i want solutions so I, again the exact same way when i start doing this i'm like uh, i don't know will i be able to do this every week will there be something to talk about and the more you get into it the more you realize oh i could do this every week there's so much happening and i still only scrape the surface so it, it's affected me that way more importantly i think for humanity i'm hoping this will have a similar effect on the audience and i'm starting to see that because uh, over the years of doing something like Propaganda Watch, focusing on that, people know, oh, James is the guy that dissects propaganda. I just saw this propaganda piece. I'll send it to him. You know, I want to see what he has to say about this. Okay, great. You know, good. But again, that's getting people to focus on the wrong thing. Now that I'm switching focus, I'm starting to get less people sending me pieces of propaganda to dissect. I've even had a couple people say, I wish you were still doing the series. I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. But I'm starting to get more people saying, oh, you know, there's somebody in my local community who's doing this. Oh, you're, you should check out this. People are doing this. I think it's a good idea. That's what I want is the audience to start making the, the mindset shift. Right. Because again, it's not about me and what I'm presenting. It's about the way that they're thinking and processing and looking. And if we uh, if we can change the mindset of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people so that they're activated towards looking for solutions, that will have a monstrous effect. Now, I'll do anything I can to get that ball rolling. You know, so I, I'm glad you brought up quantum reality. You know, I, I you know, I haven't used it recently, but um, I, the point that I was making with the audience, I'm going, watch this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Once I take a step towards, I start focusing on something. You'll start to see it everywhere. It'll start to happen. It'll be in the news. You'll have, it. and I don't know if it, it it creates it or you just are, are more attuned to it or whatever. But it seems like a lot more happens when I do that. You know, so. You're welcome. Welcome to my world. <laughs> so it's if we all did that and we just go, you know, it's kind of the Gandhi thing, you know, be the change you want in the world. 
And that is so much more powerful than I think people realize. That's why I think bad guys have, you know, this is a good um, a thing that someone said to me, um, a good friend. He said, you know, um, I don't think the bad guys, you know, the, the psychopaths, the sociopaths can create. I don't think they have that in them. They don't have that, you know, spark that they're always, they're parasites. They're always taking. So they need us to manifest and manipulate us into doing what they want. So they have to make us, they have to, you know, stimulus and stimuli and incentives and how to get us to create what they want. And I'm going all the more to just turn your back on them, do that cling on disaffiliation thing. I'm over here in positive waves, you know? So that's one thing on a lot of the discussion groups that I'm on or so on, or certainly when we have them, I'm going, look, no negative waves. I'm just, I'm just tired of the negative waves and it's making a big difference. Now the, the show that you do um, this week with James Palato, uh, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, his take on what you've been doing and the focus on solutions and so on. Some of the other guests that, you know, uh, you have, or you do, uh, spots with, are they starting to comment on your solutions tack? Uh, yes. And I'm starting to uh, have conversations with the people that I, well, I probably would have or could have before, but I probably wouldn't have actively sought out before. So it's starting to change the, the sort of people appearing on the program and things like that for the good. Again, that's for the good. I, we're changing the focus. So I think people are starting to resonate with that and starting to understand it. You'll have to ask Pilato about his own opinion on what any of that means. I don't know, but um, it, it, I think it's having a demonstrable uh, effect on the yeah, way well, people there's are so many of us, what you I'm know, doing. And I'm, I'm sorry, that, that, that there's so many of us that, you know, focus on so much of the stuff that's because it's important. You know, a lot of our activism, yeah, here, I want to show the audience something. You know, the a lot of our activism, um, we've been doing uh, a lot of the sign stuff, and I'm going to be here in Arizona a little bit longer. we got more bus work to do. But um, we get these large rolls of, of uh, vinyl and, you know, signs, and we make all these signs. I just got another three rolls today. We're going to, and this one, mRNA shots equal GMO humans. I think I'm going to make some big ones of that, you know. Is that negative? You know, then we have, you know, the shot herd around the world, you know, and then, you know, have the herd H-E-R-D in there. So these things are, some of these are favorites, you know, support first responders who say no to mandatory shots. These are very effective, but we like the positive ones. You know, I want to see your smile, you know, I, I, uh, uh, you know, there's a, a group here in Arizona that are doing a lot of things. So we're just having fun, you know, masks make me feel enslaved. And I want to encourage the audience to send me your ideas, you know, publisher at freedomsphoenix.com. But I need a positive message. You know, Liberty wears no mask. You know, the, the Love Bus, the Love Bus Liberty Tour. I, what do you think of these when I say shot heard around the world or mRNA, which I just found out is a stock ticker for Moderna? You know, I'm like, seriously. So mRNA um, shots, not a vaccine, equals GMO humans. That's a negative thing, man. I mean, is that information, are we past that kind of information and inspiration? Should we just go to the positive and just yeah, yeah, screw that? Or is there a transition? You see what I'm talking, getting at? Not even a transition. I'd say, I mean, it's not like we ever need to completely stop uh, looking at or understanding or trying to communicate about the bad things that are happening in the world. We have to do that to some extent. And it's not like I'm going to stop talking about 
bad things that are happening in the world or trying to make people aware of them. It's just that the, the focus is changed. So now it's not just a question of, okay, here's the bad thing that's happening. What can we do about it is more of the focus. But uh, something like the shot heard around the world, uh, I, that's a great little play on words. It gets people thinking, it trips them up and hopefully we'll reach more people. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think we should still be reaching out to people who are still trapped in the matrix. There are still many, many, many more of them, unfortunately, than there are people who are active and functioning and awake and understand the, the roots of the problem. So there's no problem with outreach. I think that's a good thing. But it's a question really at the end of the day, well, what do you do with that? Okay, so someone, maybe they get into that and they say, they say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And they start researching or something. But where do you lead them with that? And I think that's where we have to step in with the solutions and say, look, we're building something over here. Something that occurred to me recently, um, someone was saying something about, you know, none of this will end until, uh, you know, the, the, the Silicon Valley kind of tech guys get together and decide to make their own free uh, hardware and software systems and release them to the world and undermine, you know, everything. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, breath. let's wait for that to happen. <laughs> but there is a point to that. And I think, I think it's, there is something to that. I think the, if there's going to be a real, truly transformative transformation going on, it's going to have to come from people who are insiders not like the top level of the pyramid or whatever, but people who who are super gophers who really function at a high level for these elite and are recognized that, oh, this is not the world we want to be creating and stepping outside of that system. That's the people we need to be reaching right now. The people who can code, the people who can, uh, who are involved in banking and, and investments and these types of things at high levels that will step outside and blow the whistle and or bring down, you know, whatever part of the system they're involved in. That's the really, I mean, that's where things really start to change. And we have to reach them, not just with the message of negativity, but by building something different. Because the way that these people function is they are incentivized heavily so to work for the, the elitists. Hey, these guys, they know that, you know, if they butter my bread the right way, I'll I'll, I'll help them build the slave system. We've got to sh show them, oh, we have something over here that's going to be a lot better. We're already building it. We're working on it. You can help create it. And it's going to be great. And it's going to lead to flourishing. Unless you have that alternative, why would these people leave that system? Well, me and my family are good. So screw you. Yeah, you know, oftentimes it's their children. And that's why, you know, Pirates Without Borders, we did it the way we did with the book that we pass out when we go to these crypto conferences and everything. I'm looking for the 20-year-old kid that's out there. You know, he's a coder guy. I'm like, hey, man, just give me an off-ramp. Give me a freedom shoot or something. I mean, you know, so yep, yep, it's, yep, um, yep. I understand that. It's generation. And actually, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but that's so important because when you look at the histories of a lot of these guys, these these people who become the super gophers, you find they hunted, they were recruited early. They, they get them when they're young and make sure they indoctrinate them the right way. That's why, I mean, Skull and Bones and what have you at, at Yale and those types of places, that's where a lot of the CIA come from because they know to once you indoctrinate them into the cult early and then they're in the habit of keeping their secrets and what Road have you. scholars, uh, also, that's what that was uh, all about. Supposedly Kissinger was picked out of a lunch line by Rockefeller. I don't know how literal or figurative that story is, but, or Morris Strong, who was some 14 year old kid who basically got uh, picked up by Rockefeller and his cronies at the UN and made into the person yeah, he was. Yeah, I wonder the what the traits are. We should be doing that. I wonder what the traits are. You know, um, my kids have always been, you know, they're, you know, influential, good kids and whatever. And one of my sons really smart and he, he was uh, tapped to go to model UN. And I'm going, 
Ooh, we're going to have some fun. You know, we got some goodies. He goes, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> he didn't want anything to do with it. And it was on philosophical grounds. He just got, I go, you know, I didn't want to discourage it because it, you know, it was, you know, they thought they were honoring him. And I'm going, you know, if you want to go, we can have some fun, you know, I said, so um, they've chosen to kind of just steer away from that. And I'm glad that they have that immediate reaction, but it's, um, it's the children. It's a young, it's generation next. It's their younger brother. It's it. But you have to have this kind of information out there for them to even latch onto, to have the chance or to get hooked earlier. Yeah. You start giving them. Yeah. I remember what it was for a lot of people. As when I first started doing interviews and I was an activist in the nineties and you know, that kind of stuff, I heard a lot about the power of fee and it was um, uh, a foundation for economic education. I think it was that they did books. It was all Milton Friedman kind of stuff. And they remember I went to a protest in Washington, DC against a Czechoslovakian invasion by, you know, the Russians and they had books, you know, back before the internet, you know, and it was always an Ayn Rand thing, or it usually begins with Ayn Rand with the you know, title of one of the books. And there's, you know, Fountainhead and Anthem and all this kind of stuff. It's so many times people are influenced by that kind of stuff, you know, and now it's just, I mean, we're, our attention span is so short that you're dealing with them, but you can do it in a lot of fun ways. And there's such a, a tapestry, a, a, um, a diversity out there that um, I'm glad that it's done. I'm thinking that we're at a point now, and that's why it's so important not to have everything go down the memory hole and why I want to archive everything and keep all the best stuff and you encouraging people to save the actual, you know, material, you know, like Richard Groves always, going, you know, have the artifact. I mean, I got the, I, man, I got it right here. You know I mean? I'm holding this thing. And, um, and it's very powerful so that you have the evidence of what was what. And that's why we our archives and, God, it's almost a half a million stories that we've done on Freedom's Phoenix that we do and all the stuff that we do, because I know that if this, which they sure as hell want to get rid of it, and they're doing it as fast as they freaking can. This is a, you know, Alexander burning digital book pile of, oh my God. And I, I was talking to Dr. Judy Mikovits today on the show and uh, Amazon bought all her anti-mass books and set them there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all ours and we're not selling them. I mean, <laughs> I'm going, you know, it's it, it, it because it's piddle money to them. I mean, they just want to make sure yeah. it doesn't get in. That's the it. And that so, shows that shows what they're afraid of, <laughs> right? They're afraid of the information that we're providing and the, the ways that we can activate people's minds. They, I mean, we, in, in any sort of fair fight, we're kicking their butt in the information war. That's why they are scrambling to censor everything that they can. That's why they are paying attention is because we are having a huge effect. And here's a story that I saw yesterday. Uh, Bill Gates is just baffled why so many conspiracy theorists are coming after poor little Bill Gates. He just wants to help the world, blah, blah, blah. And the, but the, uh, the chilling part of that was something along the lines. He said, we're really going to have to look at that this year and get to the bottom of where these conspiracy theories are coming from. Well, when Bill Gates says something like that in a news article being quoted, you know, that means by, he already did it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. That means, I mean, in case people didn't know the eye of Sauron is trained on outlets like this one right now and will be that they'll be ramping that up this year. That is a signal by, you know, this year, they're going to really start coming after people like you and like me. And uh, that's, that's going to yeah, take a lot I'm of different forms. That, we have know, to they, be prepared. I'm and that's just... why the IPFS backups and those types of things. So important right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I agree. 
because they you know, will, we, if they can, they will take down sites like yours and mine. And that's why we need to get them up in, in different ways. Well, I know you're concerned, you know, your audience is like, ah, man, your IPFS is like a week behind, two weeks behind or whatever. You know, I talked to Derek about it. And he goes, the way he did yours is, uh, and they're working on different ways of doing it. But the way he did yours to get the entire thing all linked in the replication, he has to download the entire site through that site map every time he updates it. That's what's going on. So he'll do it like every mm. couple of weeks or month or something like that. Yeah. Then boom, it's yeah. all up there, you know, but for whatever he didn't do. And I'm going, well, can we figure? He goes, yeah, I had like billions of hours and lots of time, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. But, you know, um, yeah. we're planning on doing was the original idea is the Raspberry Pi to process the data and, um, you know, a, a t couple of terabyte hard drive, you know, mm -hmm. to external hard drive to go with it. And you got a pirate box of which you could have the whole Liberty community on there, all of free states, all of James, all of the stuff that, you know, you just, and now you're a seed, you just plug it in and automatically is one of the nodes. And then you could pin it to where the new stuff that comes on, you know, gets added and so on. So it's, uh, I think that's, we're going to continue development on that, that uh, angle. You know, a lot of the- Please. I, I will pimp the hell out of that thing if you make if you make it just easy just make it plug and play just here's the thing you Don't buy we, it, you I, plug I, it we've already had them broadcasting it's it's just a, yeah. it's, it's the loading you make them you know? en masse, and I will absolutely let people know that that exists and okay and to get that out there okay you hear that guys you know just <laughs> you know, let's get her done and but as as you know it has to be grandma just button the absolute simplest thing that could be done like just plug and play it's ready to go brother if you can do you that know i'm in on that <laughs> if i gotta explain exactly. it to my wife it didn't work man you did it wrong you know while we got that the sun's starting to go down i'll show you this you know this is what the desert is like you know out here i'm just so looking forward to, you know, getting out here. The road's not, you know, I can get the bus, you know, to the property line. You got to bulldoze your own whatever, you know. But, I mean, mm -hmm. it's gorgeous out here. That's ah, beautiful. It's a world cactuses and everything. <laughs> and these mountains yeah. around behind there, uh, in the distance, you know, the ones way over there have snow on them. You know, it's, oh, yeah. you know, raining, it gets snow up here. You know, but this is kind of what I was looking for. You know, kind of a, have a, a gentle slope that goes into where I can do some, you know, uh, water harvesting and it has well water that we can do and we can terrace and build and have views and still get to town and every. I mean, it's just so gorgeous. And I don't. But you got to get your permission slip from the man, right? Well, you know, that's part of what we were looking at. You know, how, what do we have to have? How can you register agricultural? What kind of tax things you get in? All that stuff. But um, once you get your, uh, I'm on it, then screw them. They, they better bring a satellite Hellfire missile come get me thing because I'm I'm here. So, yeah, it is a, that is a, that's why the, this trip was two things. It was property rights. Do I own myself? Am I going to be forced into taking an inoculation? And I mean, they're going to have to, it's going to be force. It's going to be, they're going to have to strap my ass down or, you know, they'll shoot the dog or something. Well, I don't know. A lot of dogs, I don't care, but you know, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, oh, did I say that out loud? But uh, um, I'm um, not as much as I care about my life. But the other thing is, if it pleases the crown, can I occupy my own land? And when I do, I'm like, who the hell cares? 
You know, the, the biggest thing, you got all these rocks. I go, good building material. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, stay out of my way. This is a really important thing to me at my age and at the time of my life. I look forward to this so much that I'm 59 years old. I'm in good health. You know, I need to lose a few pounds, get to working on the land kind of thing. But um, I, I don't have any ailments. I'm not on any prescriptions. You know, I prescribe myself only marijuana, you know, <laughs> to get your mind right. And then um, uh, my children are of age and they have children that I'm, I feel I'm going to get to see grand, great grandkids. So I'm going, wow, this is awesome time to be alive. And the technology, oh, and then we saw Starlink is going from, now they have about 100 megabytes are going to 10 gigabytes a second. 10 gigabytes, 100 fold, 10 gigabytes. I'm like, you know, blip, I'm done. And here I got 5G and four bars. How the hell that happened? There happened to be a tower a few miles that way. And I'm just up on a hill here and I'm going, it's, it's, it's speaking to me, James. It's speaking to me. You know what I mean? So but then what? What happens when they start trying to screw with us? What do, what do we do then? You know, you're the Indian farmers. This is what's happened to them. You know, talk about that if you remember that story. Yeah, I look, I, I haven't been deeply following this story, so I'm not the best person to talk to. I'm going to hopefully get someone on to talk about it in more detail. But yeah, uh, some new uh, laws have been passed by the Modi <laughs> government that essentially has created the largest protest movement in the history of the human species. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, as a footnote, uh, hundreds of thousands of people right now protesting. And it, it, it really does have the potential for toppling the Indian government if they really push it through. We'll see where this goes. Anyway, I, I'm interested to find out more about it. But yeah, uh, th this is the thing. Politicians and, and the, their string pullers like to push the buttons and assume they can program the population in any way they want. But sometimes they hit a button and people go, no. And when people say no and mean it, you can truly put at least derail an agenda. Not necessarily you're going to like topple the government, push them back, you know, hey, we won for all time. But at any rate, you can derail agendas because uh, we ultimately have the power. And that's something I keep going back to. That's politics of obedience, 500 year old insights, you know, like dictators only work because people do what they say. Stop doing what they say. And suddenly the dictator has no power. What do you think brings that realization? You, you'd think it would be more. This is one thing I find um, us to be. Um, not uncommon, not even exceptional, but certainly not the majority, you know? And I'm wondering if I knew the secret to that, what that was, I'd be, you know, pushing that button all the hell, you know? And what do you think it is? I mean, is it, I tell you one thing that scared me. It was here in Arizona, they, uh, Janet Napolitano, which later became uh, Department of Homeland Security under Obama. So, I mean, you know where you're at right there. She was governor here. And she signed a, you know, kind of a pro Second Amendment stuff that we didn't anticipate. And we find out behind the scenes what was going on. I didn't care about that. Yeah, whatever. God's, I don't care. It's Arizona, you know, I'm not going to win that one. But it was in exchange for them to get down to three-year-old um, preschool government funded. We need to get the children exactly what you're talking about. You know, it starts early and they wanted more than anything else. And especially Arizona, we need to get them youngins into freaking government babysitting or something. And I'm going, that's it. And when they did this lockdown thing, all of a sudden they started to lose a generation of young minds to homeschooling and grandma watching and that kind of stuff. 
I don't think they're going to feel the full ramifications of that for a while. Yeah. I, I'd like to think it was just a huge, huge miscalculation on their part, but I tend to think that they know where this is going. And it seems like that uh, in times past, they haven't wanted to ratchet things up and move it towards civil war and get people all riled up. It seems like that they are trying almost actively to do that at this point. And the question what do you would be think? why? Um, to create the d- domestic terrorist extremism that then they can use as their justification for closing the net as they start the to go from the soft kill to the hard kill depopulation, which okay, is why? coming. Why now? Uh, I, I don't know because I'm not involved in the planning. I would assume it's because they know that either within the next decade or two, there's going to be the fundamental uh, tectonic shifts in literally in the world, whatever those may be, the so grand solar minimum and or the, you know, the comet strike or whatever, whatever they know is coming that they've got the underground bunkers for and are trying to go off world. And or... Uh, the 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 technological progress that's been made towards automation and AI and all of that stuff. Hey, it's ready. Let's let's do it. Let's get rid of these icky humans. The humans are getting stronger. We're probably not going to be any stronger than we are now. We got AI and freaking droid army of whatever the hell. Yeah, you watch some of these Boston Dynamic robots, man. It scared the crap out of me. They start. You know what? You know what's a good point that you you stress sometimes, and I think needs to be stressed more often is that. Uh, what they are deathly afraid of, I think, more than anything else, is the idea that we will have this technology. We will use this technology. Yes, this technology is coming, and they're working on the developing. Yes, we can get our total enslavement system in. But if that technology was in everyone's hands, and we all had our own private drone army, AI, whatever, we could unleash. Well, we we don't need Alexa. We got Jeeves. That that uh, or Jarvis or whatever you call it. <laughs> that idea so important. That's I think part of the desperation. The sort of like we got to get this done because. If this if this technology gets out, if the people start using it, game over for the would-be elitists. Yeah, they're thinking they got, you know, in the Middle East, it's a bunch of sand people out there, you know, oh, 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 with their rifles. And they got IEDs are setting off with phones taking out, you know, gazillion dollar, you know, MRAPs, you know. I, yeah. you, you think, what do you think is going to happen when the American people get pissed off? You know, you got a bunch of nerds out there. You know, who's going to be the freaking frontline soldiers who's always in these hacker movies, man? It's going to be some 13-year-old kid with a, yeah. a ribbon and a card that goes in something. And yeah. um, as time goes on, we've been encouraging our grandchildren with Arduinos and raspberries and all this mm. kind of stuff. Man, you're going, to, you're going to need to know this. I guarantee it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm. I wish I knew more. But uh, I definitely want to encourage people. And you've been such an encouragement. And I think that the time we kind of, you know, are going this way with pirates and so on. When you uh, made the announcement, you're giving up propaganda watch and going to solutions. I, I, I don't think it could have been at a better time because this transition from what's been going on to now is definitely because they want to come up again. Oh, our propaganda is better than yours. And we beat you into submission and we silenced you and we took you off of whatever and all that kind of. And you're going. Oh, that is so last century. <laughs> You're yeah. fighting the last yeah. war, man. You yep. guys are always fighting the last war. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. Exactly right. And again, this goes back to what we were saying before. The thing that they're, I mean, they they are losing the information war. We are kicking their butt. And that's why they are so scared of having people like you and me have a voice. Oh, these wait, these people are 
talking amongst themselves. They're not listening to our propaganda anymore. Ah, precisely because, as you say, you know, if things really kick off, say, in the U.S., do you think all these Silicon Valley tech nerds are going to win the day with their pocket protectors? No, of course. It's going to be the mass of the people rising up against them that could kick their butt in a second. That's why they have to control their minds and make them believe, no, no, no. You see, the enemy is those people over there. It's not us. It's not us. If we can expose who the real enemies are and how, you know, here's their vulnerabilities and here's how we can topple their dictatorship. Game over. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about right now. So yeah, let's let's focus on that. Topple it with what? We our our collectivism going to beat up their collectivism with anti-collectivism. I mean, you know, what, what, what? yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly the right question to ask because if you answer that incorrectly, then you're just going to recreate what you were fighting against. So yeah, very good question. Um, I would just say here's the. I mean, let's take the fifty thousand foot overview of it kind of thing. Uh, my vision of that is always the pyramid. We're we're Atlas essentially holding up the pyramid. It's not one Atlas. It's billions of us holding up the pyramid so that these elitists at the top can enjoy all of that. All we have to do is shrug our shoulders, walk away, build something else over here. That's my vision of toppling. It has nothing to do with, you know, some big war and we're going to shoot them in the head and yay, free of them forever. No, no, no. We just go and we take all of that power and energy and everything that we have used to create this world that they are taking over. Let's just use that for our own purposes rather than theirs. So as long as we understand how to do that, we've already won. That was... um. Uh a Buckminster Fuller thing, you know, just, uh, you know, make their systems obsolete and, you know, you're done. And that kind of inspired me years ago to take a look at the geodesic dome thing. And when we started doing that, my biggest thing is you can incorporate such a, a large area with so little material and it be strong. And I'm going, why aren't we doing this? Well, that's why, dummy, you know? So, oh, okay. So I'm leaving, um, uh, well, you know, we're, I think I'm, regardless of, you know, whether they're done working on the bus or not, um, I want to make it early February and first half February, we're going up to Aircrete Harry in Southern Colorado, where he's incorporating, you know, doing Aircrete spray and different techniques of making domes. And uh, he saw that we did uh, geodesic with another YouTuber down here in Arizona. And he goes, that's what you're talking about. I want that. You know, let's do that. You know, if you'll do your system on it, teach me and I'll spend a few days. I'll be your new slave, man. We'll go, I'll make it go where and I'll bring it and give it to you. So I really don't want to miss that opportunity. So we're going to take advantage of that. And it's not so much like my wife, ah, it's in the round. I don't like, I like the round, you know, because I, my restaurant, I had everything in the round. It's more ergonomic, you know, and you can reach out, you know, I, you know, I, I, my lab or my studio or my, you know, whatever the hell I'm doing, my workshop, it's just more convenient. Well, you got to make, well, okay, I'll make a round table. I don't care. You know, it's, it's a, so it's, um, I'm looking forward to it. She goes, you how much work that'll be? I go, yeah, good. But the reason I'm doing it is not because i care or think it's you know inherently beautiful or you can you can make it really cool but uh and it's going to be a, a thing in the future it's because it's so cheap and it's so easy and that is what i found that who's controlling a lot of this stuff is who makes all the money 
You know, it's when you watch these shows, it's all the joints and all the screws and all the nails and all the eaves and all the baseboards and all the, I'm going, oh my God, if you have, give me, I'll make a bathtub and then turn it over. I mean, you know, I got, it's like a big boat with fiberglass or something. I mean, come on, this can't be that hard because I'm not so worried about, I just don't want to be too cold or too wet or too hungry or too thirsty. And you got the technology, all the stuff that we did over the years, a decade of aquaponics and turkeys and chickens and goats was for this because I know I can. I'm going, oh my goodness, do I, 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 and I wanted to know for me, well, what happens when we start demonstrating it to other people? Mm -hmm. I see this is going, but you can't get to that if they force notions and potions into your flesh, the very act of, even if it was saline water, it's the fact that you took that shot from the crown because yep. it's not going to be, you know, it, it may be this first vax. It's the second one. Then they're talking yep. about the booster. Now they're talking about a third shot. Hell, they're talking about three masks. I, I don't, they went from two to three masks in a week. Yep. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If they can get away with it, they will continue pushing <laughs> more and more toxic, vac not vaccines, toxic injections into you. Uh, until people say no. And it, it, as it, they'll say, uh, you know, you just need one every year for the rest of your life now. And who knows uh, who's going to be the watchdog who's looking after what are they really putting in there? And as you say, it may not be this first round, but, it, you know, the second, the third, the 15th, maybe it's the combination of them. At any rate, as soon as they breach that line, as soon as they cross that line and say, we now own your body and we can tell you what you have to put in it. That's it. That's the end of humanity. It's only a question of how long it takes to play out. So we have to let people know that and understand that and then move them towards the, the and actually fostering the system that's coming about. And we have to foster the people who will be building that new system. Because look, there are going to be the, the, the same types of engineers and, 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 and software designers, designers and the people who have built all of this technique for enslavement will be the ones who hopefully that we can recruit to building something for freedom, but we have to have something to incentivize them with. We have to have something in place that we can support them. And look, you're not going to go starve and, you know, you die because you can't feed yourself. We will have to find ways to support those people and to build them up. And that's, I think, an important part of the solutions. On that note, I am busy saving the world. So <laughs> I'm going to have to leave it there for this week. James, thanks. You know, I just you know, give people you know, kind of a, a a view of what we're looking at here. It's just so, the desert is, you know, I, I remember in um, one Lawrence of Arabia, they go, why do you like the desert so much? He goes, because it's clean. <laughs> Peace, brother. It's beautiful. I'm jealous, but uh, hopefully I'll get to see it in person one day. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody.